Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. We're here and you're there and it's Christmas time. What more could you want? My name is Marcus Beller and Jim Campbell joins us. Hello. Luke Moore also joins us. All right. Pete Donaldson is somewhere not here. Mm. No, he's absent. Yeah. With, with leave. Sort of with leave, yeah. Yeah. We sort of agreed on it at one point. Sometimes he's released him. Yeah, sometimes we do need to let him spread his wings. <laughs> Of which he cannot in the studio quite clearly. No. Um, but uh, he is missed, but we're going to soldier on without him. Uh, we're going to preview the Boxing Day fixtures. Why because not? we are England it's and we play football on Boxing Day. Should we, make a, should we make a reference to the fact that it's Christmas Eve? People want to know about that. People would like to be, get a reminder, get a bit more mm. of a Christmas feel I, about themselves. I True. feel they will already know. Um, they probably don't rely on us for their calendar news. But, Maybe. but it's nice to bring it up. <laughs> nice to, always nice to get a reminder. I, I, think, I like to think of our listeners listening to this while in a car or on a train and back home to their families for, for a lovely, warm Christmas. Mm, festive. And wish but, uh, everyone a, a peaceful Christmas. Anything on Christmas Eve that you used to do? I used to, in the village I go to go home to in Surrey, in, into the pub, it was always really, yeah. really ram-packed. You see yeah. your old schoolmates and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, yeah I, I think that's a similar thing. pretty standard, I think. Yeah, the same for me. Yeah. yeah, I would be down that pub hanging out with your old schoolmates. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, Jim. Um, and then I go to Midnight Mass and I'm the one accused of being drunk. Are you? Which is ridiculous. Yeah. If you think about it. Well, yeah. What happened? Yeah, well, not to worry. I anyway, there, I don't think there would be any grey area for me, Jim, and Pete. Who's drunk and who isn't? Yeah, black and white there. Um, uh, now then, Liverpool are playing Leicester City at home in in the Premier League. This is a and wonder. All the Liverpool fans have just turned off, or at least pressed fast forward because they are terrified. They are terrified about this game. Uh, I'm a- so looking forward to this. Boxing football and Boxing Day is an absolute treat, isn't it? Mm. It's a proper Christmas tradition, and you often get really, really good games because mm. you know the games are thick and fast by this point. So the teams they're really if. If they're playing well, they're in gear. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're in that groove. And this um, Leicester, you know, there's, we're running out of brilliant things to say about them. Liverpool just look good for the taking, but at the same time, you know, they've got a lot of firepower as well. And they've got a point to prove. And Anfield on Boxing Day is going to be amazing. But- this this to me feels like it's going to be one of those like absolute just like classic televised games do you know what I mean I don't even know if it is on TV but just, it will be oh, somewhere yeah well of course it will be yeah. whether it's just, something to remind Newcastle of of course it's, it's, <laughs> it's not on television uh, yeah it's not on television that they've selected the Newcastle Everton game and then there's another game after that but it's not Liverpool Leicester that's at 3pm they were going to do Liverpool Leicester and McLaren went round to the Bells that beat and begged we them. need this <laughs> we need <laughs> this and, and Klopp's going I'm happy with it I don't yeah. want to see it <laughs> yeah let's, if anything let's get people, people away from the ground let's not have it covered at all should we do it should we bother? Can we bump it off match of the day? That's what he's thinking. <laughs> what I find incredible is that if Leicester City beat Liverpool at Anfield, it isn't an upset. Not anymore. Yeah. 
No it way. isn't. And I know that's not trying to be funny for comical effect or anything like that. It really isn't. Yeah, and that's true of both Leicester season, Liverpool season, and the, the league in general. Mm. Because everyone's everyone's scalping everyone else. It is crazy, as you say. Yeah, this is not a slot on Liverpool at all. The way Chelsea have been, the way Manchester United have been. And even Manchester City as well. Leicester going to Liverpool, you, you do really fancy them. Mm. I think I think we talked about this four, this run of four games that Leicester have got, which have been tough. They've won two of them. Mm. They, you'd fancy them against Liverpool. Uh, you really would. I don't think you can make an argument for anything else. I mean, Leicester, Liverpool are still favourites for this game with Bet365 at 10 to 11. Leicester out of 14 to 5. But the thing is, you, you can see Leicester scoring goals and probably more than one goal. Mm, yeah. um, and if Liverpool defend anything like the way they defended against Watford, which for my money, I said on Monday or Tuesday, yeah. was the, one of the possibly the worst defensive display I've seen from Liverpool that mm. I can remember, yeah. then they're going to be lambs at the slaughter. They really are. Mm. And this is a, a, a really worrying game for Liverpool because I, mean, I know it's the early days for Klopp and he's... He, it's funny, isn't it? Because Liverpool spent a lot of money under Rodgers and they still look like, in the same way Man United do a little bit, four or five players away from a really decent team. Yeah. And so he's working with what he's got and I think he's got a fairly imbalanced side. But Liverpool at Christmas are ninth in the table with a minus two goal difference and Leicester are top. They're the raw facts here. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of it, it's at home. Leicester are playing completely without fear and and, and they will score. So that means yeah. Liverpool need to score at least twice to I know, win it. You're right, you're right. I know this uh, season is a bit strange, so... You've got to be careful. You're, you're now using this season as the benchmark. But you said Liverpool are f- four or five players away from being in a good side, and I think that's fair. How many players are Leicester away from a good side? On Watford or Crystal mm. Palace? Really? You know, well, you, you start getting into that. Is, what, what is really going on here? Well, the thing is that stacks up at the end of the season, doesn't it? When True. you see where they finish. I actually, I mean, we'll come on to Watford in a minute because, of course, they're playing Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Watford are a little bit overrated, and I'll expand on that in a minute. Yeah. Um, and you think Leicester the, the, is just one of those... Well, the point you're trying to make is, I guess, is, 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 is the way that, a, that players perform within a team. So if they, if they all, if they all um, fulfil a sort of team unit and a team ethic... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to talk about Liverpool and, and Gagan pressing under Klopp and all this other stuff and the style they play, mm-hmm. well, if you want an example of how to play pressing football, look at Leicester. Well, that's... that's Leicester, just... Leicester provide a, a template for what Liverpool need to do. So which it would be interesting how they both match up against each other. It will. Or how, how the, the tactics play into it there. Yeah, but I think the difference with Leicester is that they... Um, you know they have the players that can implement it in a way a lot more than Liverpool can, which sounds absolutely crazy. Um, you know, given the, the status of both sides, but you know Klopp's come in at a time where he's not really been able to influence the team that much, other than just to work with the players he's got. And mm. we spoke about Christian Benteke on Monday being a player that is just redundant in that system, effectively from from in terms of Klopp's ideal style mm. of play. Whereas Leicester, you know, they've they've got the players that can can, can suit it. So it's it's you know the system over the status is what's uh, what's propelling them forward there. Benteke looks like a player who already needs a move and and we were talking we heard didn't we during the week that he's been offered to Spurs apparently <clears throat> which is an interesting one because mm. I don't really know if he'd fit into them either possibly I mean he would, he would certainly push Kane wouldn't he for his place and yeah. maybe get more yeah. out of him well they the play one least. up front and that would probably yeah, suit him indeed, indeed. It, would see, it would suit them more than, more than Liverpool suits him yeah. mm. but the, the thing with Leicester is they all work so hard. So Vardy is as much a defensive player as he is a forward one, as an mm. attacking one, as, as we've said before. But, uh, if you're going to go back to raw facts again, Liverpool have won like three of their last ten, like two of their last six. Leicester have won eight of their last ten mm. and lost none. Mm. They're the form team going into this game. I, th- I think 
the betting markets, given that we're sponsored by Bet365, a betting show, a betting company, the betting markets are slow to pick up on Leicester. Leicester weren't favourites against Everton. Yeah. They should have been. They were a very big price against them. They're a big price again against Liverpool. And there's not really much of a reason for it, in my opinion. Mm. Because they're scoring for it. They've scored in every game this season. Yes. And yeah. Liverpool can't defend. Do you know um, only Aubameyang and Zlatan have been involved in more goals uh, than Riyad Mahrez in the top five leagues in Europe? That's a lovely season. one, that is. And, and, and Ibrahimovic has been brilliant as... Mm. I think it was 19 in 19 or something like That's that. Insane. You know, and uh, you know, Aubameyang's set a few records in Germany as well. Yeah, and, and Vardy's like right up there in that. Yeah. In that conversation yeah. as well. In the of absence course. of Pete Donaldson, though, we all agree that this is a thigh rubber of a game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those freak things, isn't it? Sometimes you look at a team where they've got Igalo's a great example actually at Watford, where they've got this this player that's just a, clearly a cut above everyone else, and you sort of you know you start sort of thinking a bit pie in the sky, thinking, oh, imagine if they had two of those. Leicester do. Yeah, mm. it's one of those freak things where they've just got two players who are absolutely tearing it up, and obviously, you know, they're not the, the full story. Well, Kante, a, well, Kante also Drinkwater, Mark Albright is having a great season as well, yeah. and Ogazaki's uh, chipping at the in. back, yeah, and um, Wes Morgan has really, really stepped up as well. Yeah. Like Schmeichel looks really, really comfortable and, and commanding at the moment. It's, you know, it's, it's way more than the story of Mares and Vardy, but they are the ones that are scoring the goals and turning that, those performances into wins. Do you, th- do you think it's a case with 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 Vardy, a, play, a player like that, people? In previous years, you would say, "Ah, oh, we figured out how to play him." You know, when you know, when a, when a player like that suddenly becomes the focal point and becomes so good, or Mara's as well, people think, "Ah, right, we, we'll figure them out." And and sometimes those small, so-called smaller players, they they play really well and they do get figured out. Are people now beginning to fear them? Is it the opposite yeah, with, maybe. With, with those players where they actually think, oh, blimey, it's Vardy? And actually that fear plays into the yeah. Leicester I don't think, narrative. I don't think it's... I don't think... Even if you do figure them out, I don't think it's possible to do anything about it. it and wait, I don't, I think I, part I, of that is because there's two of them. Yeah, and I also don't <laughs> think Liverpool are, are, are equipped to. I mean, they're a big team and they're a big club and, they, and they're pretty much, to an extent, always will be in English football. But... To take it back to the facts again, you know, I'm gonna sound like Rafa Benitez here. <laughs> but Mignolet is probably gonna be rushed back. He's half fit with a hamstring injury because Bogdan was so disastrous. So so Klopp's gotta make a decision between um Bogdan, who was terrible against Watford, mm. or a probably 75% fit Mignolet who mm-hmm. isn't that great anyway Okay, or either that or he's got to pick a third choice keeper who's never yeah. really played and you're going to be busy against Leicester of course Skirtle's definitely out Lovren's definitely out mm-hmm. and Milner's definitely out mm. who Milner is clearly a very hard working player he's, yeah. he's a sort of player who to my mind would, would perform against a team like Leicester because he can work as yeah. hard as anyone but Sacco's got performances in him I know he yeah. wasn't that great against Watford not with, I agree with that but not without a good partner Right. And not without a good goalkeeper behind mm. to inspire confidence. So much for Liverpool as well is down to the, the type of game that Coutinho has. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he can he can just wreck a defence on his day. So it may be that if he's really, really firing, that that, can, uh, that, that will be what they need to beat Leicester. But they, but. Have, they might have no choice but to go toe-to-toe and trade with Leicester. And if they have to do that, which I think they do, I think Leicester still wins. That's what Leicester have been doing. Is that not correct? That Leicester, like you said on the main show, that... Leicester invite teams in, or not invite teams in, but they go at them and say, go on, yeah. hit us, hit us back because we'll hit you harder. Yeah. Therefore, there is a way of playing against that. You, you People perhaps think, oh, well, it's, it's Leicester, come on. But if you adapt your tactics, you almost have to humble yourself. Will, you know, if they go into a place like Anfield, will the Liverpool manager really think, well, it's Leicester. We need to adapt our whole th- thinking and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Well, I think... 
Arsenal beat them convincingly yes. at, um, at Leicester um, by just sticking to their own game and just, just throwing everything at them. But Arsenal's game is a bit different. Absolutely, but that, this is what I mean. Arsenal's game is that anyway, isn't it? So it seems to be that you, you have to almost have to go toe-to-toe with Leicester now. Does that make sense? But I like think you have to flip it and go, all right, well, if, you were, if you're going to throw everything <laughs> at us, we'll throw everything back at you, but even I'll, though you're expecting us to throw everything not, at you. What's you, going on? You've scored. But if you're not good enough to do that, then Leicester go away with the points yet again. Indeed. But also, the, worth mentioning on that point, Jim, to expand it slightly, is Arsenal are probably along with Man City and possibly an on-form Chelsea and we all know about their problems this season they're probably the only three teams who could legitimately say that they could be they're better than Leicester I mean Liverpool aren't better than Leicester at the moment no. and, and we could talk about how what are Liverpool going to do what are Liverpool going to do they need to win mm. they're already five points off at the top four they're ninth in the table they need to win yeah. and I, I don't think they could, I don't think they can win I don't, mm. I don't see how they do win that's the point but then we did say that this could be the game where Leicester they lose and that starts the uh, well, then we've got yeah, to see then we'll because the, they're playing Man City next yeah. and then we really see it we find out a lot about them if they lose against Liverpool yeah and uh, City have got a lot to prove as well so it would actually be a very good scalp for them if they were to be to, mm. to beat Leicester mm. I think as well it's, it's worth remembering to be fair to Liverpool as well they've, they've had a lot of criticism lately but the point that was that was repeatedly stated when Jurgen Klopp first came in was that it is his first season he's joining partway through the season he's not signed any of those players himself himself yet he's got to work with what he's got mm-hmm. and that has hasn't changed, does it? He's no. had some bad results. He's maybe been probably, if you look at his results, just a little more disappointing than people would have hoped. But that it is still the case that you know he's he's not been able to influence that team in the market himself. So you know this. It is still that season of transition, effectively. I know Liverpool fans are sick of hearing that, but mm. when it's a new guy coming in, you've got to allow but, that. But this is a thigh robber, certainly. Definitely, 100%. I think, I think Pete would be moving up towards his ni- nipples yeah. uh, <laughs> in terms of what you're tweaking don't, with this one. Don't put words in his mouth. That's right. But would he, would he get up to his nip-nips if, uh, <laughs> if, if we started talking about Chelsea versus Watford? I, I think it's, assumed to, it's fair to assume that Peter's at, like, near his nip-nips at any one time. That's fair. So, that is very fair indeed. I tell you what... I'm excited for this game. I I am. Mm. If Mourinho is still in charge and Chelsea, the Chelsea players couldn't be bothered, you'd think Igalo and Dino, uh, Dine, Dino, uh, <laughs> Dino, oh, Dine, yeah, yeah. You'd think it, French, uh, French striker. <laughs> you'd think Igalo and Dini would would tear them apart. Well, that may still be the case. Who knows? But it's, this is it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because it's like we're watching a new Chelsea. Yeah. It's a weird, like new old Chelsea almost. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. They're a real mystery. And obviously, like again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Watford are playing so well, and the league itself is so unpredictable that it's really tough to call like, I think regardless of, of Chelsea um, looking like their old selves against Sunderland again and it being at Stamford Bridge I don't think Watford will fear anything because you know like like Leicester to, to a lesser degree they're just flying they've got nothing to lose well, and then one point of the Champions League spot if, if they beat Chelsea and results went their way they could go into fourth and, and then Spurs of course would go back yeah. into their accustomed fifth position yeah. Indeed. Be more so comfortable. that is definitely what's going to happen I, I think Spurs that. would feel more comfortable there wouldn't they I think it's, Spurs have got that old Christmas sweater they want to put on and yeah. feel much, they feel much more comfortable Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, they love it there. I mean, look at look at their continued involvement in the purgatory that is the the Europa League. Where can you see that? What channel? Fifth channel one. Five, the fifth one. Yeah. I don't think you can anymore, can you? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I still, <laughs> You're I, an Arsenal fan. You don't bother watching it. I still, I still fan I mean, fancy I, Spurs for a top four. Can I? So. Can I burst Watford's bubble? You can. I just don't think they're that good. Right. I, just, I think that they've got obviously some good players in, in Dean and Agallo who are in good form at the moment. And they've got one or two others. Got that, a great manager. Okay. And 
well, they have. They have got a good manager, but I think they're in a bit of a false position, and I think Chelsea will beat them fairly handily go at Stamford Bridge. I just think Chelsea looked so good um, when, when Mourinho went. Of course, we don't know what ha- was happening behind the scenes, and we may never know, but they were playing with a, a weight off their shoulders, and they looked a different team. Look, still Stamford Bridge. It's still obviously difficult. It'll always be a difficult place and, to go. But why, why do you think Watford aren't as good as the league position suggests? Because I don't see anything more than a handful of their players and their goalkeeper really performing that well. I mean, I don't, I don't think Kapua and Watson in the middle are amazing or anything. Kapua's no, having a, had a good start of the season, and Watson's obviously keeping um, keeping uh, Barami out of the side. The anchor is it, is it anchor the uh, Chelsea Loney? Yeah, he's doing well. He's he's I mean, okay. No, okay, okay, yeah, sorry. He's not he's not available for the game. He's, he's out. Britos. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the players are playing okay, but they're not exactly household names who are really doing very the well. Same with Leicester. No, but yeah, the thing is, what mm. they're doing is they're providing a, a platform for Dini and Agallo, and it's a bit you know again similar to Leicester, isn't it? Those that collective has that very potent outlet up the top I mean I think that's maybe a little harsh on Watford but I think what is worth remembering is I think it was I think it was 08 do you remember Hull City yep. absolutely flying as well I don't think they're doing quite as well as Leicester, uh, as Watford are now but it wouldn't have been a lot in it and they nearly went down that same season that's right there's so much football still to go that you know this might, Watford this aren't, might balance it out later Watford aren't on. as good as Leicester they're not as good no, as of course Leicester not. no I don't think and, anyone and, and Leicester that. have also got an extra year Premier League experience as well as a, as a team mm-hmm. and I, I just think Watford are a bit of a false position and I think they're going to go to Stamford Bridge they had a great result against Liverpool at home Liverpool were horrendously off form I think they're going to get a bit of a rude awakening at Stamford Bridge this weekend and then after that they play Spurs then Man City I just think we're going to see them settle down to a sort of lower mid-table position in a few weeks time which is fine by the way I'm not oh, yeah. criticising them for that they would, they would have taken that yeah. and I don't want to I'm not bursting their bubble for the sake of it I'm just saying I don't think they're as good as their current league position says um, and I, I don't think they'll be anywhere near where they are now towards the latter stages of the season but, and, and I think they might get a bit of a rude awakening starting uh, at the weekend right but I mean their objective is to stay up absolutely 100%. which is which is quite funny when Leicester say well we've got to get to 40 points now I understand the uh, psychology behind that but I hope it doesn't have an adverse effect just to go back to Leicester for a second in which they do get to that 40 points and actually they do subconsciously mm. switch off yeah. and that will be interesting do you remember Charlton used to do that they had like three or four seasons in a row where they'd really, really overperform until just after Christmas and they'd be mathematically safe, like, you know, in their own heads and they would just, like, stop. Right. They, were just, they were just going to free fall and they did yeah. it a few times. It's so, yeah, it's an interesting point I'm, because I'm, it happens. To, just to look at the other team playing in this game, Chelsea, of course, Bet365 has some pretty interesting stuff on the Chelsea um, finishing position, which is I think is fascinating now they've got Hiddink in because yeah. when Hiddink was the manager, was it 2009? Mm. I think it was 2009. Mm. They lost which is one, a long time ago they lost one game yeah. in total and so if they go on that type of, and obviously they won the FA Cup if they go on that type of run they're only about 11 points off the off the, uh, off the fourth place that they you need you wouldn't put it past I, don't, I wouldn't at all I mean I think you know with Bet365 um, to them to finish fourth is a massive and I think it's massive given the way this season's yeah. going 11 to 1 yeah. that's a huge prize on a team with such quality and who played okay Sunderland aren't great but they played very well like a whole new team Watford is an eminently willable game and in fact I think they'll win it fairly handily if results go their way they're going to be 8-9 points off it's over yeah. half a season left. Mm, yeah. you know, it's absolutely outrageous they're being written off so They early. still have one of the best goalkeepers in the world. They've got yeah. a f- they do have a good centre forward in Diego Costa, even though he, he yeah. doesn't well, seem to believe that. They've got wonderful midfield. I think they're strength- they might strengthen in January. Well, I think they will. There's talk of a swap deal with um, Atletico between, for Costa and Jackson Martinez, which would be interesting. Martinez hasn't really you know, settled in at Atletico. Yeah, and that, obviously that would Costa, be an interesting one. That would be a bit of a gamble, because as you say... Yeah, untested in England, Martinez, not really working out in Spain. He had a wonderful goal-scoring record at Porto, but he, didn't, he hasn't done too well at Atletico. 
let it. I mean, Torres and I mean, Griezmann's been wonderful, of course. Yeah. They've kept him out the side. But on the other hand, Costa's done nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so you, you would lose. think maybe Remy will, will be trusted a little bit more and Martinez will come in to, to push him, maybe. I mean, obviously, it's all pie in the sky. Who knows? But I, I think you're right. The, the point is they will probably make changes in January because yeah. look at the state of their season. Well, of course, as, they have to. As I said, they're not adverse to doing it, aren't they? Yeah, so there was talk of Adebayor maybe coming in on a sort of an emergency <laughs> yeah. Marcus, signing. You were very receptive to my Chelsea shot there. Are you interested in 80 to 1 on Chelsea to win the title? I think I would be. <laughs> I am. Got, 20 points off it. Yeah, 20 points. A quid or two. Yeah, but it's there for the take. I mean, it, you wouldn't put it past, as, as horrible as it to think, Leicester dropping off. Yeah. Arsenal or Arsenal. Manchester United. Hang on a minute. Arsenal got literally double the points Chelsea have got. Double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double. All right. Don't stand for that, Jim. I, I'm just going to sit here and see how that pans out. <laughs> I think you don't Manchester right United are not in great shakes. Manchester, I think 80 to 1 is, is, uh, is worth Decent a quid. Shout. Decent quid shout. or two. I, I, think, I think Chelsea will, will win it against Watford fairly handily. All right, then. Well, we're going to talk about more Premier League stuff after this. Hi, I'm Frank Goldoff. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Foot, football Ramble. 
you're an Arsenal fan. Southampton are in terrible nick. Yeah. They really, it's disappeared under the radar how badly in our, the form they're in. They've, I think they've won none of their last five. They've lost four of those and they are making defensive errors all over the place and it's another sort of a slight variation on what happened with Liverpool with Bogdan in goal. Mm. So Forster's been out. He's clearly one of the best goalkeepers in the league. He's been out of a knee injury. I don't know when he's going to come back. I'm not sure. Um, none of those defenders have got any confidence in the, in the goalkeeper behind them at the moment. And they keep making errors. That You cannot see um, Arsenal not... not a, well, I think I, I don't think you can see Arsenal not winning this game. I and mean, their odds against with Bet365, 21 to 20 to win this. Um, it's the only way I can see the game going, to be honest. I, I don't think Southampton have got the defensive tools at the moment to keep mm. Arsenal out. I think the thing is, um, there's a lot, been, a lot of talk about Mesut Ozil, obviously, because he's been absolutely magnificent. He's got 15 assists already. There's only, to put that into context, right? only five players have ever managed more than that in a Premier League season. Mm. And that, that's already, which is astounding. I think, I think um, is that Ozil you're talking about? Yeah. yeah his, his stats are pretty much alongside what Hazard's were last season in total for like the yeah, whole already. season. Already, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, oh, really he's, quite something. Uh, do you know what at the end of the season when it comes to players of the year and all that kind of stuff and obviously depends how much credence you give to those awards I bet he wins it over Vardy and Mahrez you reckon and maybe. even Agarlo, you know. if Arsenal win the league then yeah. you can't yeah. argue with that uh, yeah I think he might have to score a few more goals for people to um to put him in that bracket he, which I don't agree with but I think that'll probably be how it goes I think it's, it's so pleasing for people to give him the, the uh, completely agree you know the the, the plaudits the plaudits is yeah. the word I'm looking yeah. for sorry yeah. the positivities I was going to say yeah. the plaudits you're mm. right that he's he's warranted this season and at times in the past he's not always been used there's, this is not a kind of a chat of oh finally he's playing for Arsenal he has played it's just no, been he a has. bit patchy. absolutely has yeah. and he's also the type of player that because of the way because of his demeanour he looks a bit slopey shouldered and it's easy for the tabloid press to get yeah. on his back because oh. he can be anonymous but he's, he's just everywhere that's the thing he's, he's one of those players where he just distributes the ball so quickly sometimes it yeah. almost looks like he's actually not doing much That's but what, right. what I started to say was that he has very very good on pitch relationships with both Olivier Giroud and Theo Walcott mm-hmm. both who will probably start out of necessity as well as Ramsey who's uh, who's in there just behind him and come, you know, has come back and come into form um, and that's the, the that's the brilliant thing he's got this like laser guided fulcrum and that might be what Southampton struggle with because you know there's, there's, there's a lot of outlets mm-hmm. for Ozil's class to sort of uh, and you take can and you can say, well, okay, Southampton have got tools going forward and they can score a few goals. Mm. Arsenal have got a joint best defence in the Premier League. So it's yeah. not as though they're not doing the business at the back as well. You uh, know? So I think this is an Arsenal win for me. Arsenal yeah. have really got a chance this season. And I know it's an obvious thing to say, but they really do because despite the injuries, they're still winning and they still beat yeah. Manchester City. They've got players to come back in there. But what is so great about Ozil is he he's an absolute assist monster mm. and he was at Real Madrid so he's done it he's done it for the one of the best clubs in the world and he's done it for Germany as well of course. and he's done it for Germany and and when he came to England he's one of those players like you said Luke that the press can get on his back and be a bit too kind of yeah. English tabloidy yeah. yeah exactly absolutely yeah. and 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 he you know what if he'd have left last season he would have gone oh well there goes another one who yeah. tried and he couldn't do it here but he can do it in Spain no but he's doing it here and he's been absolutely phenomenal and we talked about on on the, on the show that comes out on Tuesdays this this week how in the Premier League space opens up in, mm. in some other leagues uh, you've got to really fight for it you really league. have to find it and he would have had to find it. it it's opening up now he's being played in his preferred position his confidences are obviously quite up he's understanding the league and obviously personal life you never know he, he could have found it difficult to settle in England all seems to be going well the space is there and my goodness that man is exploiting it mm. and Southampton only four points above Newcastle yeah, but that tells us yeah, that really does put it into context. They're only six points off the relegation zone. So yeah. you know, they're not, people. They're one of those teams. They've had a few good seasons. People automatically consider them 
an established Premier League type side. Well, I've got news for you. Aston Villa are an established Premier League side and they're yeah. getting relegated. As so, a Portsmouth fan, you're very pleased about that. Portsmouth doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not here to talk about League Two. No! <laughs> Maybe in a few years uh, we can mention not. Portsmouth on this show. Joke of the side, the money really isn't there. <laughs> mm. um, uh, Stoke City are at home to Manchester United. I'll start this off by saying I uh, asked our Twitter following mm. with a Twitter poll um, whether they thought Stoke Man United was a chin stroker or a thigh rubber. What have they got? 72% chin stroker. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah, do as I well, actually. So. The only thing I can really, I mean, it's hard to get excited about this Man United side other than the sort of car crash, God, they're so bad type of thing. Um, but the subtext, the yeah. subplot about Louis van Gaal potentially losing his job at some point uh, in the near future is, of course, what's, um, and Mark what's Hughes? fueling this. And my, of course, yeah, Mark Hughes is doing very well. And, yeah. and, and Stoke are, is it, I mean, it's crazy to say, this is how crazy this season is. We, we said like a year or two ago that, oh, we'd be talking about how much better Stoke are attacking wise than the Man United you'd be mm. like what are you talking about looking at the state of Man United's season at the moment it, genuinely is there a stadium you'd want to go to less at the moment than the Britannia it's absolutely the worst possible fixture <laughs> they could have right now Stoke away just I, a nightmare I, I, yeah but I mean Manchester United is still six points above them though yeah it's still but it's, it's Manchester United and Stoke and the six points in there no but I'm just I'm just saying that, that Manchester United they are having a bad season by their own standards but you know they're in fifth they're, they're the same points as Spurs uh, for that for that fourth position you know they, they are still in the mix the worries of absolutely of course but I mean in this in this period yeah. that is a tough game especially as you know with the You're games right. coming thick and fast and something really interesting is that Stoke have never kept a clean sheet against Man United in the Premier League which is wow, really, really surprising but um, I mean that's a it's a good chance to put that one to bed isn't yeah. it <laughs> back that immediately <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those little quirks of trivia have got to change at some point yeah. Yeah, and it is ripe for the changing now <laughs> absolutely 100% I, I think I read the other day that um, that people were saying that Louis Van Gaal's got like two games to save his job, and it's like, why? What? What? It's, what? The, it's Mourinho. It it's doesn't make wrecking any, ball. Yeah, that, that is uh, that aside, and I, I didn't admittedly, I didn't properly think about that. But Van Gaal, he got two games to save his job. Fine, okay. They got two games. The next two games, if they win both those games, they're not going to win them like five nil and <laughs> yeah. play like amazing flowing football. To me, it seems Louis van Gaal has been in the manager for like 30 years or something. He's not going to change. He's not going to go, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, two games to save my job. Oh, I might switch to a 4-4 I mean, a four, four, all-out <laughs> yeah. attack. He just has a, I don't four think he strikers. can make it any clearer how much yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you see, yeah. Do you remember his press conference? Where <laughs> he, he, sat, out. he sat down and basically said, I think you guys owe me an apology. <laughs> Because Arsene Wenger had been asked about um, about you know what he thought was going on with Van Gaal, and he said he thought it showed a lack of respect uh, to Van Gaal um, for so many people to be questioning his job. That was put to Van Gaal, and he, he sort of basically agreed with it. Said, "I'm only here because the Premier League make me." And then apparently he gave a really sarcastic "Merry Christmas, enjoy the wine and mince pies," and just walked off. Brilliant, really. His press conferences are more entertaining than football. Can yeah. I like, say, easily? Oh, by far. Can I just we, say, I've, I've genuinely got no problem with any of that. No, me neither. <laughs> more of it. I want him to stay. But you're right, Luke. If he did go all out attack, they won the next. Too. He's not going to go. I think we'll stick with this. You're going to go right back to what we knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, I'd love it if he did. I love it. If he switched to those two yeah, games. Yeah, played yeah. amazing. They won like five and six nil. <laughs> then just went straight back again. Yeah. What's and your problem? Saying, yeah, that was the West Ham way. I'll bet of the week is. But before we go to the okay. bet of the week, I really I don't normally do an awful lot of uh, listener comments on this show because we don't have a, a huge amount of time. But I really wanted to, uh, to to bring this in by Sean McKenna on the Facebook. Who he said, uh, 
the thing he's most looking forward to this Christmas is the look of horror on Juan Mata's face as he takes permanent residence on another Jose Mourinho bench. <laughs> Which could happen. Oh, this, oh my God. This time really next week, couldn't it? It could that's, happen. That's true. But um, we've gone for our bet of the week this week as um, um, the great uh, entertainer uh, mm. Arnautovic to score first in a win over Man United at 12-1 to 1, which is a very good prize given that Stoke you know, got a really good chance of winning. I mean, they're, they're, they're only sort of 9-4 to four to beat Man United at, um, at home this weekend. Uh, so 12 to 1 on, on, on Arnautovic to score first in, in a Stoke win uh, 50 pounds returns 650 pounds so a 600 pound profit um, you must be over the age of 18 to bet and please gamble responsibly and for more information on responsible gambling uh, head to gambleaware.co.uk marvellous uh, I think that's all we've got time for we must go off uh, for a mince pie and, and a mulled wine or whatever would be your preferred beverage yeah. um, I'll take a mulled wine mate yeah. I'd love a mulled wine or a mulled cider at this time of year don't forget we're back on the 29th uh, with the football round show. Uh, Pete will be with us. Uh, you can find that on thefootballramble.com. Follow us on Twitter at Football Ramble. Do check out the website where the always excellent Kelly Wells operates. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And of course, if you haven't downloaded the Christmas special on iTunes or PayPal, then what are you doing? Do it because you'll love it. Okie yeah. doke. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye and Merry Christmas. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye and Merry Christmas. And the same things from me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.